Hello, and welcome to the In Awe and Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Hamilton. So this is the first week of July, and I can't believe how fast June just flew on by. I did only get two episodes posted for June, which I had mentioned that perhaps this summer would be a little bit dicey or sketchy in how many posts I get completed. So just with the ever-changing schedule from week to week and day to day, um, other activities and other travels that we have going on. We are taking a vacation the first full week of August, so I won't get any podcasting or anything done during that time. Possibly with a new idea I had, I might be able to record an episode ahead of time to get scheduled to be posted that week while I'm gone anyway. So again, we will see if I am able to work ahead. Today we are looking at Psalm 92, but in my getting prepared, I was originally preparing to talk about both Psalm 92 and 93 because Psalm 93 is short. And I was just going to combine those two into one episode. But in my studies, I found that Psalm 93 is actually a like an introduction type psalm that goes before a series of psalms that praises God as king specifically. So basically from Psalm 93 to Psalm 100, one of the major focuses and emphasis is on praising God as king. And so my idea then was to go ahead and go through those psalms, so through Psalm 100, for the rest of the summer, so we could kind of have them condensed and all together and see that theme running through them. And then for the fall, I have a couple of ideas, so I'll have to decide which way to go and put out like a new format, new content that has more to do with um, some cultural issues and things that are more relevant to Christian living in today's society. I am reading several books right now as I went over my big book list last episode, and I've added a couple more to it since then. (laughs) And um, so I'm reading some of those books and just feeling led in certain directions maybe to have some good discussion about some of the the issues that I'm reading about. Getting on uh, with today's topic then of looking at Psalm 92, my Bible titles this psalm, How Great Are Your Works? And then it says, A Psalm, A Song for the Sabbath. So in other words, this psalm is meant to be a hymn that is sung in church or, you know, back then in the Jewish temple for their worship. Verse 8 of this psalm is the center or heart of the psalm, and it's a very short line that just says, but you, O Lord, are on high forever. So breaking that down, the you meaning God, you are the God, the one and only true God, the Lord of my life and the world and the universe. On high meaning an exaltation. He is the highest being, also known as the Most High, and forever, just meaning eternal. He has always been and always will be, the Alpha and Omega. 
he has no beginning and no end. So I'll repeat that line. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. And that is the central focus. So the structure of this psalm is symmetrical and balanced. So we have seven lines with 52 words before verse 8, which is the heart of the psalm. And then we have seven lines with 52 words after verse 8. So the first set of seven lines is mainly meant to praise God and show how the prosperity of the wicked will be temporary. Then the seven lines after verse 8 shows the downfall of the wicked and prosperity of the godly who praise God. So I'll go ahead and read the whole psalm right now, and then I will go through verse by verse and just point out some things of note. Okay, so here's Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. To the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Okay, so in verse 1, we see God called the Most High. And this shows that our God is the one true God, the real deal, the real Most High. There's a note in my study Bible that says that the title of Most High is similar to one commonly given to Baal in Canaanite religious texts. Applying it to the God of Israel is a kind of taunt directed toward anyone tempted to worship Baal. So another way of saying that would be anyone that thought Baal was the most high, like, no, you're wrong. Our God is the most high, the one true God. In verse 2, We see the words steadfast love and faithfulness, again, which are two of God's attributes. And we talked about before how seeing the words steadfast love together is pointing toward the covenant that God made with his people, and he is faithful to continue fulfilling that. He bound himself to us in his steadfast love and faithfulness. In verse 4, we see God works in time and space through reality to show his love and faithfulness to his people. Because verse 4 was saying, For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. By the works of your hands I sing for joy. So this is pointing out and showing that God is still actively working in the world and through reality and creation to show his people his steadfast love and faithfulness. 
Then it goes on to talk about the wicked as being stupid and foolish, that they cannot understand these things, and it compares them to being like grass, which we will come back to that in a minute. But it's showing that even though they are that way, the evildoers still are flourishing. But little do they know or understand necessarily that they are doomed for destruction. Then we have verse 8, the heart of the psalm. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. And then verse 9, saying, For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered, is pointing towards God's greatness and justice, that he is the all-powerful sovereign Lord over all, who is just, meaning that he will not let the evildoers get away with their wickedness. They will be punished. Verse 10 talks about, you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. So my study Bible has a note on the exalted my horn because that is something that is cultural that we don't really understand in today's culture. That note says that the horn of an animal is used in the Bible as a symbol of power. The wild ox raises its horn with pride and confidence. So in my mind, I kind of picture that phrase exalted my horn as being like God raising up in power and victorious. And then moving on to verse 12, it says the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. So righteous people are compared to palm trees and cedar trees. And those trees are very strong and hardy and sturdy. And that contrasts what the psalmist said in verse 7 about the wicked who are like grass. So the righteous are like strong, vital productive trees, and the wicked, in contrast, are like fragile grass. And then verse 13 says, they are planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish in the courts of our God. So that is pointing to the source of the righteous vitality and their righteousness is in God, not found in themselves. So we are rooted and grounded in God. And God is our strength and our source of life and hope and everything. Verse 14, they still bear fruit in old age. They're ever full of sap and green. So we are continued on even after this life into eternal life with God. And then it closes with verse 15 to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So amen to that. We praise God that he is perfect and upright and righteous and holy and just. And he is our rock and our source of strength and life and hope. That he is the real deal and the most high God. And for his amazing steadfast love and faithfulness. So I hope you found looking at Psalm 92 encouraging and learning more about God's character and turning to him as our source of strength. We'll be moving on looking at Psalm 93 next time, which is a short psalm, and then working our way through Psalm 100 as we are looking at praising God as King. This podcast is part of the Christian Podcast Community. 
You can find it at podcasts.strivingforeternity.org. Thanks for joining me and keep reading your Bibles.